Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lynn S. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. Today is Tuesday, October 3rd. We're reading from the big book and we are on page 153, the first paragraph, it may seem incredible, and commenting on that paragraph. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Janice M., 12 Traditions, Stacy T., and readers of the text, Lisa H., Elizabeth H., and Nessa R. The reference numbers for Monday, October the 2nd, the 7 a.m. meeting, 10493, the 10 a.m. meeting, 10495. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Janice M. to read the 12 steps. Well, good morning to you, Lynn. This is Janice M., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous 1. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. 2. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. 3. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you, Janice M. 
and Stacy T will read the 12 traditions. Stacy, we don't hear you. Uh, my apologies. Good morning. Can you hear me now? Yes, thank you. Great. Thanks, Lynn. Thanks for your service. I'm Stacy T. I'm a grateful, recovering, compulsory eater in Cleveland. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass. Thank you, Stacy T. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study at the big book on page 153, the first paragraph, it may seem incredible, reading that paragraph only and sharing on that paragraph. I will ask Lisa H. to begin reading. Good morning. This is Lisa H., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Tennessee. It may seem incredible that these men are to become happy, respected, and useful once more. How can they rise out of such misery, bad repute, and hopelessness? The practical answer is that since these things have happened among us 
they can happen with you. Should you wish them above all else and be willing to make use of our experience, we are sure they will come. The age of miracles is still with us. Our own recovery proves that. Excuse me. Good morning again. This is Lisa H. Um, This paragraph contains so much hope for me. Um, I'm drawn to specific words like incredible. Um, You know, that's incredible. The definition is impossible or difficult to believe. And and truly, when I um, started in OA, I I did not know this uh, about this word, about this program. Um, And it has truly been incredible. Um, If you're new... um, this is this hope this is the hope in this paragraph that these things can happen for you too. I remember when I started listening, I could hear it in your voices um, when you shared your experience, strength and hope, and then to go to the convention where there were almost eight hundred people to see it, not only hear it in the voices but see it in the faces um, that 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 these incredible things that they we have become happy, respected, and useful. Um, if you had told me over two years ago that that would happen, I don't think I would have um, would have believed you. And then the practical answer, we talk a lot about this practical program of action. Um, and for me, I have to keep it in today because all I have is today. And if I can, um, if I can stay in the moment, if I can stay present in today and keep following this practical program of action, um, it happens. It, you know, the miracle happens um, by, by, by getting abstinent and by following this practical program of action, which means working the steps. It means really digging into the first 164 pages of this book. And again, if you're new or if, you, if you've just been listening, um, it's all here. The hope is here. Um, you know, a miracle is, is a surprising and, and welcome event. Um, that's unexplainable. And again, if you had told me that I would have neutrality around the food, that I would be relieved of this mental obsession around sugar, I really don't think I would have believed you, but I, was, but I had to be willing. And that's the other thing. I kept coming back. I kept listening to your um, experience, strength, and hope, and it has happened. Um, and, and I am useful in a new way, and I'm happy in a different way, and I'm in service in a different way than I ever have been before. So thank you to, to all of you who have come before me and all of you that are here today. Um, it's, I am truly grateful for this, um, for this program um, for, for, and for Alcoholics Anonymous. I pass. Thank you, Lisa H. We'll now open up the floor for sharing. Please say your name just once. Who would like to share? Matt R. Reva P. Larry. Well, Okay, let me tell you who I have. There were a couple of people um, where I didn't catch your name, so we'll pick that up now. I have Matt M, Nessa R, Reva P, Larry K, Russ M, Paula D, and I believe there was somebody else. Lisa B. Great. Okay, let's go with that lineup this morning. So we will start with Matt M, followed by Nessa R. 
Go ahead, Matt, please. Thank you, Lynn, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Madam Compulsive Overeater. Um, the Age of Miracles is still with us. Our recovery proves that I definitely have pro- um, belief in the program. I believe the program could work for me. Even though I'm struggling right now, I definitely know that the program does work. I've seen it work for thousands, hundreds of other people. I've seen it work in people's lives at the convention. And I know this program can get me to, to work for me. It's just right now, and like I said, uh, I'm going through a period of change and a lot of period of, of uh, discontent. But, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm giving up because I come every day. I make sure I'm on the meeting every day. And I call my sponsor and I'm working with, working with him to try to help me with, uh, with the difficulties that I'm going through right now because life happens. And uh, this disease definitely gave me uh, – I'm broken when it comes to learning how to deal with life on life's terms. And that's what I'm trying to do right now one day at a time. And uh, – I'm grateful that I have this program because it's given me a way to act differently and, and and work differently. So I'm just grateful that it's here today and grateful everybody's here in the meeting today. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt M. Nessa R., it's your turn. And, Le- sorry, Reva P., you'll be next. Thank you, Lynn. Um, good morning, Vision, for you. My name is Nessa R., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, so this book was not written for rocket scientists. It wasn't written for smart people only. Um, this was uh, written for bottom alcoholics, like the bottom of the, the barrel, like the worst of the worst. And if those people could recover and did recover, how much more so um, um, me and all of us on the line, whether you know, we came into the into the rooms and, and got it right away, or like my story, uh, we came in and we struggled, and sometimes even for years inside the rooms. Um, the reason I struggled is because I didn't follow the instructions, and here it says very clearly, the practical answer is that since these things have happened among us, they can happen to you. So why didn't they happen to me? You know, um, for, my, for the first nine years of my tenure in a way, and here, here is the answer. Should you wish them above all else and be willing to make use of our experience, we are sure they will come. And this is a promise. It's a guarantee. But I have to make use of their experience, not what I think um, that their experience should have, been, should have been, not of their modified experience, not of their experience except for this, that, or the other, it says here, make use of our experience, which means, you know, we, we follow we follow the steps, we follow the instructions um, in the um, in the big book. You know, if you are if you if you are um, um, if you want what we have, then you are ready to take certain steps. You know, exactly as described in the big book. And you know what? Once I did that, once I um, was taken to the steps exactly according to the big book in entire abstinence, you know, this is what I got. I got the recovery that these, that these people got. I got the recovery that uh, the writers of this book got. But I had to follow their directions and their directions only. You know, I've heard it said many times that you cannot be too stupid to work this program, but you can't be too smart. You know, because, you know, like I always think I know better. I always think I know better and things should be like this and not like that. And, you know, if we tweak it here and we tweak it there. And what that got me was just nine more years of misery than I should have endured. You know, if I had followed the instructions right away, 
um, I would have saved myself a lot of misery, but you know, obviously that was not my story. So uh, what I take away from this reading is follow the direction exactly, and you will get what you got and what all the recovered people in the world got. I mean, there's hope for all of us, struggling or not. Nessa, I think we lost you. Okay, we'll go ahead, Reva P. It's your turn, followed by Larry K. Good morning. This is Reva P. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. What struck me is the word and between should you wish them above all else and be willing to make use of our experience. So that reminds me that prayer without action is fantasy. Um, and, you know, um, what is it I've heard? The program is miraculous, but it's not magic that we need to do the work. So I need to have the willingness and the wish, but I also need to take the action. And what action do I need to take? What is the experience of um, the people who wrote this book? It's following the directions in the first 164 pages. And this is so hopeful for me because um, when they say that we are sure they will come, it's not just about the food, but for me to be able to watch people go through life, go through um, things like ill parents, financial um, difficulties, uh, difficult personalities at work, and do so peacefully by using and taking action as written out in the, you know, in the 12 steps, that's what's miraculous. I'm not seeing people just white-knuckling their food in slim bodies. I'm seeing people who are um, not interested and have neutrality around the food and are able to go through life with ease and peace and joy. And when I see someone get through the same challenges that I'm dealing with um, and do so sort of happily um, and there's no drama, that is miraculous. Um, and when it says also, um, you know, the, they, we are sure they will come, it says in the, earlier in the book, we've had deep and effective. And this is effective because it's so much more than about the food. It's about being able to live life joyously, free of all the defects and the stuff that weigh me down. Um, and if that's not motivating, I don't know what is. So with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. Larry Kay, it's your turn, and Russ M., you'll be next. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yes, thank you. Okay, thanks so much for your service, Larry Kay, uh, Recovered Compulsive Reader. You know, it strikes me, um, whose who's experience am I making use of when I get on the line every morning? You know, can you imagine if if you got on the line every morning, you went to your meeting every morning, and you heard the tale of people in whom the problem had not been solved. Now, I, I like to hear, you know, I, I benefit tremendously from hearing from all people. But I need to hear, I need to make use of the experience in whom the problem has been solved. Now, you get to judge 
for yourself and whom you feel that you want to make use of their experience. But I think it was important for me because I heard a lot from people early in program. I heard from people in whom the problem had not been solved. And I didn't know it at the time, and I kept practicing a practical program of opinions, not born in fact based in the big book. They hadn't experienced a a transformation sufficient to arrest this disease. Many folks had temporary sobriety, and they had not been brought into alignment with the higher power of their own understanding. Now, the problem with that is, is if I'm making use of their experience, and by the way, they're worthy of happiness as I was. I got here on a losing streak. I got here sick and suffering of an untreated condition, and I was worthy of being happy. I was worthy of being useful, but I couldn't help someone else. I couldn't pull someone else out of the quicksand because I had not had an experience that drove out the obsession. I had not been changed as a result of these steps, as a result of the instructions in this text. Now, we all have opinions. Addicts are amazing people. We all have opinions, and we're worthy of having those opinions. And I'll share some of my, you know, catch me outside in the parking lot. I'll I'll share some of Larry's opinions. The problem with Larry's opinions is they're not going to get you well. You know why? I know what got me well was the instructions in this text. And now I carry a message of hope because this happened to me by the grace of a merciful God. It happened to me. And it can happen for you. Thank God for these instructions of this text. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. Russ M., it's your turn, followed by Lisa B. Can I be heard? Yes, thank you. All right. Thank you very much, Slim, for your service. Good morning, everyone. It's Russ M., recovered most of every year outside of Philly. When I read this paragraph, it just, it gives me such hope that we, everyone on this line has a comeback. We have a comeback. We can be free. Whether you're, you're abusing or you're just in the food a little bit, or guess what? Even if we're recovered, this keep us, it keeps us where we need to be. And, uh, it just gives me such hope from where I've been, where I've been, and that I could stay free. And, you know, you just got to keep it simple. That's what I know for myself. My mind goes crazy, and I'm trying to get cute. And with this passage in this book, it's like, just keep it simple. Take your mind out of it. I have to take my mind out of it to be free. And, um, you know, our own recovery proves that. You know, they say we're all all the same, but there are some heavy hitters on this line that give us an example to shoot for, and we could be just like them, and that's how we become one through this book. So let's take an example of people who have gone before us that are recovered and learn from them. And just be simple, man. Just do what the book says, and we we could all be free, every one of us. And I'm I'm speaking more for myself because I like to get cute because I I know everything. You know, I'm, I'm a genius and all that. But um, we've got to come back. 
and we can be free. We can we can live live, live free. So thank you so much for letting me share. I appreciate everybody on this line. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Russ M. Lisa B., it's your turn, followed by Paula D. Good morning. This is Lisa B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Thank you, Lynn S., for your service. Thank you for everyone that's here. The line that speaks to me is, should you wish them above all else. So, you know, what, what is it saying? It's saying that um, I need to be out of ideas. I need to really see that this is not going anywhere. This is chronic. It's progressive. It's fatal. It's subtle. It's hidden. And it's extremely patient. What is it? This, this illness, this spiritual malady. You know, and in the doctor's opinion, it says it's something more. One feels that something more than human power is needed to produce the essential psychic change. That's, that's what this whole book is about. And I needed to stop trying to reinvent the wheel. When I used to listen to you guys share on the phone, I thought you were all professional speakers. <laughs> I really did. It's like you just went to some class or something. I mean, you carry yourself. You speak so well. And I was scared to death to get on this line and start sharing. Um, I would be filled with panic and I would just, oh. But, you know, one day something started happening and I wanted to become a part of this wonderful group, this life-saving group. The other thing I needed to stop saying to myself when I was uh, deciding to do this work is, well, what color is my life jacket going to be? What is my lifeboat going to look like, you know? I just had to be willing to jump in. I grabbed hold of someone. It was someone that called me to welcome me. When I was a newcomer, I got lots and lots of calls. But this person, I really, um, there was a freedom, a confidence, a joy in her voice. I could tell she was neutral with the food. You see, for me, abstinence has always been the problem. I could get abstinent. I could never stay abstinent. And when I started talking to you guys and hearing how long you had not only been abstinent, but were happy. And then I started to see abstinence is not the goal. That's the key to get in the door. The goal is to get recovered, you know, and that's what this whole book is about. Dr. Silkworth tells us if one wants to recreate their life, you know, I wanted to recreate my life. So I need to listen to your experience. The other thing I learned from calling you guys is not everyone is well. I thought everyone was going to be well and perfect. No, no, no. We're all sick and suffering, and we're all in different stages. And I learned, oh, okay, well, I won't talk to that person again. But also going to my sponsor, my big book guide, and asking her for guidance and how to make outreach calls, you know, what to look for, what to listen for. And also someone gave me a great suggestion when looking for a big book guide, a sponsor, and how to make use of their experience. You know, she suggested I ask for someone that has completed the 12 steps, all the while entirely abstinent, has had a psychic change, a personality change, a psychic, a spiritual awakening. And that's what I began to look for. I do need to look at, you know, what experience am I listening? And am I trying to reinvent the wheel? Do I have this gift of desperation? Am I still thinking that maybe if I get a different food plan or, or maybe this, maybe that? I had to surrender. I had to surrender totally. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa B. Paula D., it's your turn. And thank you for your service. This would be Paula D. Am I being heard? Yes, thank you. Oh, good. I just wanted to double check, and that's, I guess, what we're doing here. You know, my name is Paula D., and I am currently in Florida. Privileged to be here. 
There it is. To be here finally living, living this life as is intended. You know, there is a question here. And I love when they give a question because what's wonderful about here, they give an answer. How can they rise out of such misery, bad repute, and hopelessness? They're the question. The answer. And a practical one, mind you, is that since these things have happened among us, they can happen with you. Did you think you were so different? I thought I was. Each one of us takes a first breath. Each one of us. No difference there at all. And each one of us will take a last breath. One comes in. One goes out. Then it goes on here. And I love what it says because this is life itself. Be willing to make use of our experience. Good, bad, it doesn't matter. I thought it did. Listen closely. Deep calls to deep. You will hear what you need to hear to live the way God intended. The age of miracles is still with us. Our own recoveries prove that. You don't have to be proving it. Oh, well, I do this and I did that and I read this and I know that. No, you live it. It says in 164, I love every time it's read and I hear it. Transmit. You cannot transmit what you do not have. You know, today, I know what I have. I have life itself and I have the opportunity to live it. Oh, did the steps bring me there? Yes, and I thought the steps were to bring me up. No, they were to bring you to the depths there you identify with. So here I am today, living step one each single day, surrendering this day. Living step two, coming to believe no matter what it holds. I know who holds me. Step three, always a decision. And then it goes on. How blessed we are. Thank you for this opportunity to share. Much appreciated. With that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula D. For those of you just coming on the line, we are reading from page 153, the first paragraph. It may seem incredible. And we're commenting on that paragraph. Please say your name just once. And who would like to share? Barbara Elliot R. Jeanette Kathy G. Leah M. Joe M. Sarah G. Tavari R. Okay, let me tell you who I did here, and I apologize. I missed quite a few. I've got Barbara E. Somebody R. Kathy G. Leah M. Sarah G. And Devorah S or Devorah R. I'm not sure which one it is. Okay, so that was Elliot R. who chimed in, was it? And Joe M. Okay, let's see if we make it through. That's quite a few, but we'll see how we do. So Barbara E., if you could start off for us, please, followed by Elliot R. Thank you so much. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Oh, wonderful. Okay, this is Barbara E. in New Jersey. Good morning, everyone. I'd like to take a trip back to the chapter more about alcoholism. Uh, I had thought, well, maybe I was making too hard work of this. I had every right to be self-confident. I'd done it before. All I had to do was exercise my willpower. Yet, 
I had no fight left within me. Those mental blank spots would overtake me time after time. And here we get to a vision for you. And as has been said before, the word incredible, the, the, the definition being impossible to believe, incredible, once more, how could I do it? The answer, I love that. It happened to us and it can happen to me. Should I wish it above all else? I did wish it above all else. Miracles still can be with us. There are two worlds that I can live in. One I can measure with line and rule and the other I can measure with my heart and my imagination. The first is important. It is. But the latter changed me. I love this program. I wished it above all else. I was being willing to exercise and to use the experience that I hear you talking about. I'm never meant to do this without help. Miracles are with me and they will occur every single day. Yesterday I shared on the 10 a.m. meeting that as I was pulling out of the house to go to the gym after the 7 a.m. meeting, I was very cautious. I was using my side mirrors, and yet I had a kissing accident, more than a kiss, between my side mirror and the garage door. And I was so fearful, fearful of what my husband would say, oh, Barbara, the cause fearful in advance, I needed to say to myself, am I relying on God or am I relying on myself? Am I prognosticating what might happen? I came home. I spoke to my husband. He was wonderful about it. He said, it's just a car. It's just an accident. Relax. Oh, it was wonderful. And the humorous part of it was I got so many calls from people afterwards saying, I did the same thing with my garage. Garages and cars are dangerous. This program is not dangerous. It's incredible. Thank you. I pass. Be careful pulling out of the garage. Thank you, Barbara E. Elliot R., it's your turn followed by Joe M. Excellent. Can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, thank you for all you do. Hi, this is Elliot R. coming to you from a street corner in Manhattan. So in case there's any extraneous noise, I apologize. Um, I'm just just so filled with gratitude to be um, lucky enough to read these paragraphs with you guys every morning. Um, It's very powerful. Um, What came up, what popped up for me in the reading the practical answer is that these, since these things have happened among us that can happen with you, should you wish them above all else and be willing to make use of our experience, we are sure they will come. You know, so for me, um, it, you know, it, take, it took a long time. I mean, in vision, I think it came a lot quicker than it did in my outside OA program before I came. But it took a long time for me to wish service above all else, for me to wish to want the things of this program above all else. But as soon as I did that, you know, my life changed. As soon as I 
like when I put something, when I make something or some cause or some person's, you know, well-being more important than me and my head and my well, not my well-being, but what I, my needs of that moment, um, I get so much more than I give. And so that's really what came for me. And also that if I follow these directions as described in the big book, then I get what these people describe. Um, and, you know, and, and that means that I'm also not terminally unique. You know, that's, for me, that's the, that's the one that um, seems the most comfortable excuse for not doing the work, you know, that I'm too broken to be fixed or that uh, this can't work for me, or especially, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm the one that is, is too sick and suffering to be honest with himself. Um, but, you know, unfortunately that's not true. And that, you know, that, that gives me the, um, the obligation at this point to do this work so that I can actually be of use um, on the planet today and I can help other people. Um, you know, I have to just say that over, I, you know, I finished the 12 steps about three days ago with my sponsor and um, I really experienced this like miraculous change. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I worked, I, I think I worked away with one foot in, one foot out for a long time. Um, and just the joy that I'm experiencing, really putting myself out there to help others and having that be my primary purpose of my day has made the last few days so much more miraculous than I think. I mean, I've had a lot of great days in OA, but none of them really felt like um, I was like worth as much as I am to the human race. And that and, like we're all worth that much. And that yeah, it's it's a jumbled message, but I'm just so grateful for this program and all that I've gotten from Vision. So I'm wishing you guys a beautiful, peaceful day, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Elliot R. Joe M., it's your turn, followed by Kathy G. Good morning. Thank you for your service, and good morning to everyone on the line. It may seem incredible that these men are to become happy, respected, and useful once more. My experience has been incredible. Um, it wasn't that long ago when I was in the food, and I was standing outside a movie theater in late winter, and it was dark, and it was late at night, and I had just binged my brains out at that movie theater, and I was a hair's breadth away from checking myself into a hospital because I was beside myself with misery and anxiety and depression, and I did not know what was wrong with me. I thought there was something intrinsically wrong with me. That wasn't that long ago. Today, I wake up. I'm ready for the day. I make my abstinent breakfast. I go to work. I put in a good day's work at a job that I really enjoy, that I value, that I believe in. I get to be of service to others. I have physical health restored today. I have my mental acuity restored today. That's incredible. That is incredible. It is nothing less than incredible. The practical answer is that since these things have happened among us, they can happen with you. This is a practical program of action in my experience. It is not something I have to dig to find out the mysterious underpinnings of the program. I don't have to study for years and years and years. I don't have to learn from a bunch of academics and experts. I learn from you. I learn from the rest of you who are also engaging this practical program of action. And I get to pass on a practical program 
outcome of action. It is not academic. And it's very useful and very usable. And I love that about the program. I need an experience that's very practical because my addiction is practical. It comes at me every single solitary day. It's, it's very useful and usable, and it made it very easy for me to use the addiction. So I need a practical way of using a program of action. Should you wish them above all else? You're damn right I have to wish this above all else. My addiction comes at me above all else. I need a program of recovery that I can put in first place. I must put it in first place no matter what and be willing to make use of our experience. I have needed to make use of your experience. I needed to look at you and say, the problem has been solved in you. Maybe it can be solved in me. Please tell me how to experience what you've experienced. The age of miracles is still with us. I love what was shared earlier. This is miraculous but not magical. It is miraculous. It feels miraculous because I was in such hopelessness, and now I am in such hope, and I can share that with others. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Joe M. Kathy G., it's your turn, followed by Leah M. Good morning. It's Kathy G. Are you able to hear me? Yes, thank you. Hi, thank you so much. It's Kathy G. from Illinois, recovering uh, compulsive overeater, and so grateful to be on the line this morning. Thanks, everyone, for your service. Well, I just have to, I'm so filled with joy this morning as we read this paragraph, and I just felt um, that I had to just push through the fear and get courage to speak on a line where there are 345 of us across the country gathered right now because there is hope that we will get better if we do these certain things. And when I saw the words that this is, um, that miracles are still with us, I thought they definitely are because I feel like after 26 years of freedom from bulimia and having first gone to OA years ago, but not being able to find the puzzle piece to be able to help me with my personal binge foods and and um, just the sugar really in general um, consistently that I found this meeting. I think that's a miracle. I think it's a miracle that I got on a plane and didn't know any of the people I was going to see and ended up at the convention in New Jersey. And as I was getting off, There were eight people from Illinois that I had met at a meeting over 20 years ago um, who got off that plane, and we were all at the meeting. And I think it's a miracle that there's an app on my phone called OA Recovery Toolkit that says I have 82 days of abstinence, and that is an absolute miracle. And I just wanted to thank every single person who gets on this line every day and who speaks about their recovery and their hope and you're doing it consistently. We're doing it. We're working through this book and the steps. And for the first time, I have hope that this can happen to me too, like it says in this paragraph. So I just wanted to say thank you. And for all those that are new, just keep doing what these people say because it really does work. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Kathy G. Leah M., it's your turn, followed by Sarah G. Thank you very much, Lynn. Our own recovery 
improve that. You know, that is the power of um, a meeting where um, people carry a message, people in whom the problem has been solved. You know, this big book text was written by recovered alcoholics, people in whom the problem had been solved. And um, the big book uh, doesn't, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, doesn't throw any punches. You know, they continually in the text use the word recover because that's the advertisement and that's what recovered people offer. We're like a big show and tell operation. We are results oriented. You know, the big book text, it's not about philosophy or theory or fantasy. We're reading and studying about the results of the program of recovery that worked. Um, there is a message of hope and possibility because it has happened to me and it's happened to numerous people. You know, we happen to be in Chapter 11, A Vision for You. Uh, you know, when I came here, crawled in with tombstones in my eyes, I was no vision for you. Uh, against all odds, I was supposed to self-destruct. I was experiencing deep isolation, depression, suicidal thinking. Worst of all, I had no hope. I had no hope that there would ever be anything different for someone like me. Um, but I sat across the table uh, from, you know, and someone in whom the problem had been solved cracked open this text and brought it to life to me, for me, and took me by the hand and took me through the steps. And as a result of those steps, I have undergone a profound alteration in my reaction to life as a result of this work. I have tapped an unsuspected inner resource. And, you know, I'm no one special. <laughs> I'm no one special, but I am someone who went through this work. And something came between me and compulsive overeating more than 30 years ago and has been there ever since. And that's called the recovery process. And if the problem for you is that you're p powerless over food and you're tired of living an unmanageable life, we have a recovery process where the obsession of the mind can be driven out, sanity will be returned, the problem will be solved, and we can live in harmony, uh, you know, with the universe. And that is nothing short of a miracle. And this is true for each of us. We're like individual fingerprints, each with a unique configuration of talents. Each of us has an invitation to be of service in a way only we can contribute. But it's a message of depth and weight that we carry. And, uh, you know, I, I like to think of us as, a, you know, pieces of a mosaic that when put together form a picture of hope. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah M. Sarah G., it's your turn, followed by Devorah S. This is Sarah G., compulsive, overeater, anorexic, and bulimic, recovered just for today, one day at a time. Oh, I'm just bowled over by what I've heard from everybody. And it's, it's true uh, that if the work is done, the miracle can occur. But I can't sit back and expect the miracle to happen if I don't do the work. And here, uh, you know, in, this, in these rooms, I see recovery when people are doing the work, when they're really uh, taking the actions, working the steps, uh, uh, having a sponsor, reaching out to higher power. 
and I, I just want to say, um, for me, I I'm 73, and I um, for many many years uh, acted out in my bulimic behaviors, uh, uh, throwing up, and then t- using laxatives, and I overdosed on the laxative. I was at home, but I didn't make it to the toilet. Now, say these things to just let people know where I'm coming from. And I have been in recovery almost 20 years. And um, it is, I'm so grateful for that, so grateful. And um, my life has been um, a miracle one day at a time. Uh, Never, never in my wildest dreams did I think, well, that's not true. Every day I thought I I could control this disease. But what I have learned is it not, it's not up to me. It's up to my higher power and the people around me and my sponsor. Um, I can't do this by myself. And so I'm grateful that I lo- I've learned that lesson, that I can't do this by myself, that I need every one of you. And uh, I just love what I've heard. I really appreciate everybody's share, and I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Sarah G. Devorah S., it's your turn. Hi, good morning. Thank you, Lynn, and everyone on the line. Wow, such great stuff. My name is Devorah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And um, the line that pops out to me is um, the practical answer is that these things have happened among us. They can happen with you. Um, You know, my whole life, people spoke to me, they spoke. No, I'm sorry. They spoke at me. You know, they told, they shared with me. You know what I should do. You know how to lose the weight. You know why I need to lose the weight. And and you know they just they just like spoke at me. They didn't they didn't share any experience. They just gave me their opinions of what's going to happen with me if I don't lose weight. If I don't get myself together. And you know look what I'm doing to myself. And how can you do this? And you're ruining your life. And on and on and on. They gave me all their stories, whatever they felt. Um, and it's, you know nobody shared their experiences. Nobody shared what you know. This is what I did, and maybe this can help you. Until like many years later, you know, being fat and miserable, and I like what was said. I was no vision for you. I walked into a room, Overeaters Anonymous. And there, people started sharing their experiences. People started sharing what they did with the food, um, how, you know, how whatever they did. And I related to it. I related so deeply. Um, And they also shared that they're not eating. Um, Life challenges come up. There are happy times, bad times. And they were just, food was not an option. And living a spiritual life was. And I walked home from those meetings and I said, wow, if they could do it, if this can happen to them, it can happen to me. You know, the doors are open and all I need to do is just take these steps, these baby steps um, to have what they had. And, and, and that's what I did and that's what I do. I love hearing the experiences of you people um, because it fills me with so much hope because, you know, everybody on this line has done something that I could learn from and we're, we're, we are not unique and there's an experience out there that you've done that maybe you know I'm experiencing right now and and I could and I could I could do what you did and and get relief and 
what a miracle that is that we can all learn from each other and take what we want and leave the rest. And, 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 and I'm just so grateful because, you know, this program um, is constantly teaching me and is constantly, um, you know, I'm constantly willing to learn. You know, it's not like I've been through the steps and, and that's it. Uh-uh. This is an ongoing thing. I Every morning I have to keep, you know, back to step one and, you know, throughout the day, you know, every day living in the steps. And, um, you know, and, and that's where I get the relief from. And really grateful to experience another day in recovery with all of you. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Devorah S. We have time for one last Leia share. S. Who would like that? Okay, Leah S. Is Sally White. Go ahead. Thank you so very much. I I felt that I have to share, and this is Leah S. A recovered compulsive overeater from Brooklyn, New York, and I want to share proudly with everyone that it is in a couple of days I'm going to celebrate four years of being abstinent in this program, and what this uh, uh specifically what a vision for you meetings have done to me is that i have become a completely different person than what i used to be it has done such a turnaround but the reason it has done this turnaround is because with the same intensity that i used to overeat and never know which was the breakfast meal and which was the lunch meal, or forget about the dinner meal, the same intensity that I used to overeat. With that same intensity, I worked my program. I tackled my fourth step, and I tackled my eighth and ninth, and I continue to do my tenth and eleventh and 12th as much as I am able to with healthy boundaries. This is such a miracle, and it's so significant for me and for um, for me to be able to share this with you today. I thank you, and I pass. And thank you, Leah S., and thank you to everyone who shared this morning and to Team Tuesday, Janice M., Stacy T, Lisa H, Elizabeth H, Nessa R, and Russ M. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Tuesday, October the 2nd, is 10497. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164 followed by the serenity prayer. Will Elizabeth H. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Sorry, that was Elizabeth H. Elizabeth, we don't hear you. I'm sorry, may I be heard? I think you're I'm on now, now. I'm sorry, I was double muted. I'm okay. Elizabeth H., recovered in Orlando, Florida. 
Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.